0: Hello, Happy New Year, and welcome back to Not Without My Sister, where today I, Rosemary McCabe, and my sister, Beatrice McCabe, are going to talk about, quite aptly, and I think you'll agree, very surprisingly and out of left field, our goals and aspirations for 2023.
3: I was delighted, Rosemary. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Happy 2023. Thank you, Rosemary, for that oh-so-professional introduction. Sounded very much like a weather forecaster. I was very impressed. Uh, Rosemary... (sighs) I was very impressed this morning. I think 2023 is already off to a good start and it's only 10.34am on January 1st, 2023. What were you impressed by? Spit it out. I was delighted this morning when I said to Rosemary, will you make me a cup of tea because you're standing and you were sitting in your chair looking askance at me and I thought to myself and then you jumped up and made me the tea like the best sister in the world and I was like, oh my God, I just manifested that into being. By saying it, I made it so. You do
0: not believe in manifestation, do you? I do now. I was absolutely delighted with myself it was actually so annoying and what was more annoying was you said while you're standing will you make me another cup of tea right and you had your almost empty cup in your hand and when I stood up you then began to suck the last drops and I was like give me the fucking cup like so annoying
3: was so nice of you. You've got. I mean, honestly, once I said that, and you looked so pissed off with me, I was like, "She's never going to make me this tea now." And you
0: did. It was Sorry. so nice. Sorry. When have I ever not made you a cup of tea you've asked for? It is great
3: act service. That's that is a true love language of both of ours. And I blame mom for wanting cups of tea on a five minute basis. What do you think, mom and dad are doing in Ireland on New Year's Day? What goals do you think they have for the year? Oh my God, I asked
0: them yesterday. We don't do that. What? Yeah, I said, "What are your New Year's resolutions?" We don't do that. They don't is do what New Dad Year's Eve either.
3: They don't do anything. They just.
0: No, they used to go to Ted's did for they? New Year's Eve. Yeah, no, that only a couple happened of years after in a row. we
3: left home. That only happened later in life. No, because we I was forced up... to go as well. Yeah, but when we were growing up, there was no celebration. There was nothing. What are we going to do on New Year's Eve? I should... That's nonsense. <laughs> right? Nonsense. I mean, I realized I should have asked my own kids what they wanted to do last night because we did nothing. and I was in bed and I was like feeling sorry for them afterwards going, they probably imagine. That like there are all types of shenanigans happening. I should have let them stay up till midnight, had a glass of champagne and gone to bed.
0: Oh God, do you remember when I used to read, well, do you remember when we used to read like Seventeen magazine or More or Never Bliss and that. all? Oh More, I read More, yeah. You know, like just yeah. like teenage girls' magazines and they'd be talking about your New Year's Eve outfit. I literally imagined that everybody in the world was going to fancy New Year's Eve parties except me. Oh my God, there was an episode of The O.C. where Marissa goes to a New Year's Eve party in... The guy that turns out to be like a weird stalker, I can't remember his name, Charlie, in his penthouse in some hotel. And at midnight, all this confetti starts falling from the ceiling. And I literally was like, when I grow up, I mean, I was probably about 27 watching this, but I was like, (laughs) when I grow up, that's the New Year's Eve party I want to go to. And it never happened. You
3: make a good point though there because I bought a couple of things including an off the shoulder dress which I was planning to wear for Christmas day and then I mean obviously the practicalities of life have gotten me I was like as if I get turkey on this dress I'll be mad
0: right. You put it on you though didn't you on Christmas morning? Yeah. Oh yeah and then took it off. I put it on
3: to try it on see if it fit me see if I would have to send it back. Then I was like I'll wear it on New Year's Eve. Did I think I was going. I should do a busy Phillips and just get dressed up for the sake of it. I mean, I actually do that like sometimes, but the one shoulder dress felt particularly stupid, especially because the house is freezing cold. Right? Not right now, but like it, in the it has been up. Until yeah, okay. It's, it's warmer now with us all being here every day over the holidays. But I also have been desperately trying to buy a pair of sequin boots from H and M that are out of stock since the first time I laid yeah. eyes on them. Very, very beautiful two way sequin. I'm sure they're incredibly cheap looking in person, but that's fine. But dined by these shoes, and then yesterday I was like. Well, January 1st. No, don't need those sequin boots anymore. What? what it's
0: just <laughs> seasonal dressing? <laughs> sequins. I mean, they're like... Year round for sequin. Well, sequins are... Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, right? But I do think that marketing has done a great job of making us think that sequins are for Christmas. Do you know what I mean? So, marketing like, come has done a Christmas. Great job
3: of, in general, like, t- t- telling us, like, what things are festive, appropriate. Like, somebody said... In work a while ago, somebody said, like... Are, we were talking about navy or black for an accessory for the holiday time period, right? And there was a whole conversation around the room of like, well, this is kind of this is the highbrow. Sometimes I go, geez, this is great. Like these are the conversations I have at work, right? For work, not like at the water cooler, but for actual. This is my actual job. So it was like, well, would you wear a navy? Would you wear black? There was a lot of you know hot debate because the, the navy did look really chic, and like mm-hmm. lots of people were like hot on the navy. And then somebody goes, okay, you're going to a holiday party what how many of you are wearing a navy dress zero hands go up how many of you are wearing a black dress all the hands went up interesting you know it was interesting when you think about it that way like away from because very often we make kind of these choices based on like oh it looks amazing it looks great but then you go but practically what is the customer like what is a anybody the average person yeah, yeah. going to actually want like you kind of go i'm going to wear something black or i might think about something red but generally yeah, navy, yeah like feels sort of more businessy and a little bit more preppy and not like holiday festive mm-hmm. but you're right it's all marketing
0: I don't think I own any black dresses I know I own one actually kind of sh- like mid-length muumuu from h H&M. I,
3: I was about to say all of mine are like shiftless shapes sh- shapeless shifts. yeah I mean either but you could say that for most of what I wear in fairness
0: do you have any goals for 2023 more importantly
3: I do I'm going to take the two Vera Bradley blankets off of my rower and actually get back onto it <laughs> <laughs> right, so <laughs> That's one thing I told, I told you already, I made this joke already and it's not even a joke. I asked Don to put a bow back on it and re-gift it to me on Christmas, on Christmas Day. Did he? No, he didn't. He oh. didn't. He didn't actually, even take the blankets he off. He didn't take the blankets off it and now he's set up the like room humidifier was on it and up until yesterday. I was like, Don, that's actually teetering precariously full of water on the edge of my rower. And you know, like at some point some kid's going to come along. off. Yeah. I'm surprised they haven't be, already. I know. Not only will there be water everywhere, but my rower will no longer work. And then I will imagine I would have been on it. All I the know. time. And then I also thought, maybe I'll get back on the Peloton, right? Because when Brandon got those shoes, I was kind of like, maybe I should get in the Peloton. But then he came over and said his bum was killing him. And I was reminded, it's
0: agony. Sorry, his bum was killing him. And what arrived from Amazon the next morning? Oh, yeah. We have them too, those. Sorry, pair of padded shorts. Yeah. I said to him, sorry, Brandon, what am I? Did you think of. And he goes, I presumed you would have already had a pair. Yeah, 100%. Like, you have the padding I don't have on your have a bum. pair. I'd
3: say it's sore for men because Don was complaining as well you know what is it sore for men or are men just bigger complainers bigger complainers Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. way bigger complainers bony or bums or bigger complainers we'd have listeners please vote
0: (laughs) bony bums or big complainers yeah or both which category do you fit into can it be
3: both okay so what what are your goals and we'll get back to me in a minute
0: Well, yeah, speaking of the Peloton, I did sign up to a whole load of Pelotons. At the end of the year, they go like Peloton 2023 challenges. So I signed up to a load of them. One of them was like a ride a day in January. Right. So I've signed up to that. Allegedly, I'm doing a ride a day in January. Do you want
3: to do one today? That's a good idea. I'm sure you will. So right. I've washed my hair but now. But you also, I'm worried about your ankle quite genuinely because are you, you, you did make that promise to me that you're going to stay sitting I'm going to stay sitting.
0: I'm going to okay. do recovery rides, beginner's rides and sl- sweat steady in the saddle oh. rides. Oh, that's
3: a good one. Which you can do. I didn't even know they exist. I should just do the same thing you do because I have no interest in standing. Remember that one time I stood up on the Peloton, <laughs> honestly, and I like, number one was so afraid standing up. I've always been had a terrible fear of standing up on bikes. I've never been able to do it on actual bikes. Oh, really? Yeah. Thanks, Rosemary. Sorry. You're so pity, pityingly at me all of a sudden. But I stood up on it and I did like a couple of cycles. I totally lost my rhythm as well because I was so much slower than they are. Because like they're. Still oh, yeah, around no, I
0: know, it. I know. And then, no, you don't know. I was telling Brandon about last when during
3: the pandemic, when I was down in the basement, you were in the basement opposite me and you'd come down of a morning when I was on a phone call, you'd come down and you would get on the Peloton and you would do 30 minutes. And I'd be like, she must be finished now. And then you'd continue to 45 minutes and I'd be like, oh, my God, she's like heroic. And then you'd like you'd you'd be literally like bright red, whatever. And then you'd go and plug in another 20 minutes and then a 15 minute and you'd be basically there for an hour and a half. And I was like, this is because I honestly, genuinely, that's part of my problem. I genuinely don't believe that I can actually do this. I genuinely have no mental confidence that I can get through it.
0: Well, you know, that saying, well, fitness people say this all the time, you can do anything. For 60 seconds and every time they say it I'm like could you stand on hot coals
3: maybe I actually think that would probably be easier honestly <laughs> can I walk can I move on the hot coals or do I have to stay
0: still no no stand still could primary, you stand still on of hot course coals? I could I for my, 60 seconds of course I could my feet be burned to a crisp
3: but like I could still stand on them
0: yeah. what about what the mean. time
3: Don came downstairs and thought there was damage to the floorboards
0: Literally, the two of you were there and there must be a leak. It was just my sweat staining <laughs> your floor. Fold all over the floor, but like not even staining. I've never seen the lights, but it. It's like that Dulux
3: dog from those <laughs> ads years ago when they shook their When they got wet and shook their hair. The whole
0: place drenched. <laughs> it is, though. I actually think that's only since, well, I think, my theory is, I don't remember sweating that much until I did Bikram. And I started doing Bikram, and I did about two or three months of Bikram, where I went like five days a week with my friend Dina, and we went every morning at like six thirty a.m. Right? And ever since then, I swear to God, I sweat more. It it broke my sweat glands going to Bikram every morning, and now I sweat my knees. Like I sweat from my kneecaps. I sweat. Like, do you remember that picture I sent you of the sweat popping out of my arms? I
3: honestly thought that was a joke. You're the only person I know who actually sweats like an orange. Or like <laughs> the <that> whole just <laughs> true. You probably have that picture. You should post it. I don't know. I don't know where terrifying. it is. Like, yeah, it was the it. time you got pulled over by the policeman. No, well. no, it
0: wasn't. It was the time the car You
3: also sent me the same picture when you got pulled over by the policeman and you had those same. Yeah, I know. Perfect panic like, sweat. Perfect globules of liquid all over your globules arm. Globules. Like popping out of each disgusting. one of your pores.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So one of my goals is to sweat more, basically. So to get on the on a bit more. But I'm also, you know what? And I. I was kind of talking about this the other day. I think I wrote about it on my Instagram. I'm really trying to do it in a way that isn't like self-loathing and like get up there, you big lump of shit. Because you know, sometimes no, but you know, sometimes I'm like, like if I if I set a goal to exercise something and then I don't do it, I'm like, oh, you should be ashamed of you're, yourself. Like you're so lazy, you're oh, so this. Yeah, so I'm yeah. trying to no, t- I'm trying to that. do it from a place of love and of move your body and you'll feel better and you deserve to take this time for yourself. Blah blah blah. Maybe I am into positivity now. I sounded very positive there.
3: You've always been very positive. You've always been into lots of positivity, but highly cynical on the back end of it. But I am. I agree with you. I'm not doing any of this like I'm starting a diet or I'm going on this. I'm just not doing any of that. I don't even care. Like I figured out when I figured out I can't start the year in a negative headspace. Yeah, you're you're not good enough. You know what I mean? I can't. And I also feel like that's not actually what I care the most about this year. Like my goals this year. Go on. Are to sleep more. Or that's, to you get into a better sleep pattern.
0: That's a valuable, important. Or goal. to
3: read more and watch less television, because I watch a lot of television, mainly because I'm like, oh, I'll switch off now and watch a stupid mm-hmm. TV show. But also, I mean, I enjoy watching television. And
0: but also, I feel like when you're, especially when you're in bed and you're sharing a room with your partner, it's easier to watch TV with your headphones on than it is to read a book because you have to turn on the light to, to read a book.
3: I don't put the headphones on.
0: You're such an asshole.
3: Having a laugh, I turned, but on. I turned the volume all the way down and put on the subtitles.
0: Oh yeah, well then. Then, then oh, that
3: lying in bed with the headphones sounds so unrelaxing. Also, you'll be surprised to hear I hate the claustrophobia of headphones. So, even
0: headphones. little earbuds.
3: No earbuds in particular. I'll wear the big ones, but I can't wear them in bed. That wouldn't be sexy in my negligee with the big earbuds on.
0: Your negligee, big your wee, <laughs> your wee willy winky gown. Listen, <laughs> I gave less that anyone, away. I did gave, you? Yes. Oh, it was cute though.
3: You did not make me feel cute.
0: I've, I've been, no, wasn't cute. I've been looking out for a little matching hat.
3: Well, good for you to know that it's gone. Um, I'm interested in keeping a diary this year. That's
0: oh, I was, I'm i actually going to try and start journaling because well, I've been having a lot of thoughts that I feel like I need to get out on paper.
3: Oh, no, I just. Well, you know what I was thinking, though, back to the like watching TV or reading a book the other night. I was like, you know, Don, it's really hard to read here because the light isn't good enough. And I was like, get a fucking lamp. Now, I do have a wall light, you see. A sconce.
0: Yeah, but I can't see properly with it. I'm squinting. I know my, book, so my it's sconce is actually crap, and also every time I angle it towards my book, it very slowly angles back down, and so then I like find like that I can't minute, read it. It's like yeah. Chin, chin, hon, chin, I have one chapter.
3: So I want to get. I was like, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna set myself up for success instead of like not changing anything and expecting a different outcome. You know. I'm going to put a lamp beside my bed. I put all the books up that I want to read. I have my journal beside my bed. And But I'm doing more of a, I read this thing about, I read this thing, was it in the New York Times? I think was it or was it? I can't remember. One of these days it's going to be
0: Times. revealed that every single reference you've made is from the Daily Mail. Oh, I'd me. love that. Was it in the New York <laughs> Times or the Financial Times? It was in the sidebar of shame. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine?
3: I mean, I wouldn't be too surprised. I do read E! Online regularly, but like it doesn't change frequently enough for my mm. liking. You know, it's like same old crap. And nothing's interesting either. I know. Literally nothing's interesting unless somebody's died. So anyway, I was reading this article. Yeah, this guy was interesting. This journalist said that his long lost whatever his cousin, not long lost cousin, his cousin was going through their mutual grandparents house and they were selling it. And like they all lived in different states. And he came across a trove of diaries from the 1920s, I think it was sometime around the Great Depression. Right. When and. And he was and even in there, there was the day that like whatever it's called, like Black Tuesday or Black Monday, or whatever. Sorry, like for the lack of um, accuracy here. But, you know, when the stock market crashed and everything. Mm-hmm. And so he sent a couple of diaries to the author and he sent a couple of diaries then, like around to the other cousins, et cetera. And within this diary. It was just more like a sunny day, went to the market, you know, not like not a ton of feelings, but it was the grandfather kind of journaling three eggs, how many eggs the chicken laid. Right. Mm -hmm. But what he thought was really interesting, what was interesting, I thought was that on these kind of monumental days of history to this individual person living through it, it wasn't commented upon as this has happened, this, you know, you don't know it when you're living through it. It's only in hindsight that you look back and go, these were those pivotal moments.
0: Yeah, but they also probably didn't know. So like nowadays, we'd know immediately because you'd see a news bulletin, whereas they wouldn't have known immediately what But had even happened.
3: so, he, he kind of told, there weren't sort of, there wasn't a ton of commentary on shortages of this and shortages yeah, yeah. of that. And like, it you know, wasn't there, an
0: immediate yeah. ricochet effect kind of thing.
3: Yeah, and I mean, and he also did, he also did speak about how he was the grandfather was potentially slightly um, insulated because he was he was a construction. He he owned a construction business or ran a construction business and had a lot of wealthy clients and was in a tourist enclave also. So therefore, there were always people coming to this area you know it wasn't like mm-hmm. building dried up because it was just, you know, regular laborers looking for houses. It was yeah. still a lot of very wealthy people looking to have their holiday homes built for them, etc. But I kind of it, it made me think about, you know, the impel- alleged impending recession or whatever you know, the last couple of years and kind of going, what are those what are those major moments that we'll look back on and go? That was that inflection point in history where we did or didn't do something. And in our own lives, those were those inflection points where Mm -hmm. you make choices that you live with or that you look back on, recognize as monumental. Like I look back on my life and think. That my choice to go to Italy, I thought was a short term, three month choice turned out to be a decision a pathway to never yeah a
0: stepping stone yes
3: to never going back to Ireland potentially Yeah, we're certainly never going back for 25 years or 20 years you know and had I known that would I have gone don't know right I think it would have been a major would have been a very freakishly heavy decision to make you know
0: yeah I mean like to that point I think if I had known even with COVID and everything if I'd known when I moved over here that I wouldn't be able to go home for a year and a half. Or if you know, even like like if I'd known that I would never be able to bring Quill on over, if I'd known that all these things, I, I probably wouldn't have come. Yeah. But I'm glad I did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like I'm not sorry with where I ended up at all. Like uh, like I would never have married Brandon. I wouldn't have had Atlas. I wouldn't, you know, all these incredible things. But so it's actually better that I'm not clairvoyant. Yeah. We aren't. For right. yeah, for right. for many reasons.
3: Well, I can't remember the point I was making with that, but about keeping a diary. Oh, that was exactly right. I thought that was really interesting also for the generations to come. Mm -hmm. And I was like, maybe I'll make mine a little bit more interesting. Four eggs, eight eggs. But I think you gave it to me last year, a five-year diary. And it's just got a very small section. Like it doesn't have an intimidating full page or anything. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure if you want to write more, you can. Because I'm sure I won't hit every day. But it's just more like, here's where I was. It's like three or four lines per day. I'm like, I can manage that.
0: That is quite nice, yeah.
3: Because anything more, I start to get overwhelmed. And a friend of mine actually kept a similar diary over... Throughout, and it ended up being through COVID. And she said the first year was pre-COVID and she was like, she could see her own positivity and her own kind of mental wellness dip and rise. And, you know, with yeah. the kind of the oh there's a vaccine, there's no vaccine. The vaccine's coming. It's not coming. You know, we're we're coming out of it. Oh, we're not coming out of it. Oh, you know, and it was interesting for her because they on the like each page has five years, you know, so yeah. you can read what happened exactly on March the 3rd for five sequential years so it's kind yeah. of interesting
0: um my journaling is not going to be like that I just want to write down all the basically negative thoughts that I'm having and try and get them out of my brain oh which is like doesn't sound very positive but I just feel like sometimes I get overwhelmed with just like n- like negative self-talk or negative talk about my life or you know kind of hopelessness sometimes And I'm like I feel like if I write it down I might be able to somehow exorcise it from my brain
3: is that a technique i don't know i mean is that something that people do
0: well people write down their kind of their stream of consciousness as a way of just getting it on paper and getting it out Mm -hmm.
3: but Um, i mean actively deliberately it being all negative is that
0: no well this isn't going to deliberately be all negative i just feel like i have been having a lot of negative thoughts and it might help to write them down along with the scattering of positive thoughts that i'm having but the other thing that i'm going to try to do this year is go back to therapy And I think I might actually try. I've I've always kind of been anti-online therapy, but I think actually since being here and when I went to see that therapist before I had Atlas, I think I need to see an Irish therapist. So I think I'm going to do online with an Irish person.
3: That's so interesting because a friend of mine who's also going to allegedly going to see a therapist like they claim that they're going to go and see one this year and they've been having some troubles, etc. said that part of their challenge is because of where they live. It's not where they not where they grew up, etc. And they're not familiar with the people there, mm-hmm. and they don't kind of feel comfortable. They don't know anybody. They don't have a network, etc. And they said they're going to do it online, even though they also don't want to because they want to do it back where
0: where they're from. Where they're from. Yeah,
3: I thought that was that's interesting. The yeah,
0: because I just feel like like the therapist that I went to before I had Atlas was was really nice and I definitely felt like she was helpful like like I went basically because I was worried that I was going to get that I was going to have postnatal depression and I, I wanted you know not knowing if mom and dad were going to be able to come over and I was just there were a lot of things that were worrying me that I wanted to sit down and kind of talk out and she was very useful in the sense that she would go okay well what kind of things can you put in place to help you if this happens so that you feel like you have kind of like a little safety net. If if the worst case scenario does happen, what can you set up for yourself to help you, right? But she was also relentlessly positive in a very American way, and like when I would kind of say things even off the cuff, she'd be like, "Hmm, that's very negative." And I'm like, "No, it's not. It's just very Irish."
3: You know what I mean? Well, that's interesting because I went to when I before I got my most recent job, I went to. They sent me and like they send everybody else at a certain level too like psychographic oh testing or something testing yeah like psychographic but also you know like aptitude I'm trying to think like it's numerical but also it's numerical aptitude but also like so I mean there's a business part to it but there's Mm -hmm. also a personality part to it is Mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say right so sorry for like the lack of again terminology and I went and I spent a full day I thought I was going to be I thought this I was going to be interviewed and all this kind of stuff but I literally sat in a tiny closet room and I got all dressed up I looked great I'd like you to know (laughs) And I rocked up looking great that I was locked in this tiny little room with the cl- kind of closety room with a computer and a piece of paper and a pencil to do, you know, to figure out maths or whatever. Mm-hmm. And actually, it was kind of grand, maybe not knowing what it was, because I feel like had I known, I probably would have. And there are all these online trials, you know, it's one of these mm-hmm. things like the SATs or, you know, yeah. like a leaving cert, where it's, you know, here are some mock papers. Like I just went in with absolutely zero kind of preparation, preparation or knowledge or rehearsal. Yeah. Or fear probably as well, yeah, right? yeah. which was good. And went through, it was a full day until five o'clock or something, finished it up. Then I think we did meet and kind of have a chat about like just a one on one, you know, thanks very much for coming, not nothing in depth. And this individual who runs it, it's like it is a, an executive professional coaching thing, but it's also like her whole background is psychology. She's a psychologist with like multiple degree very interesting actually I mean as everybody knows would love to be a psychologist right <laughs> of myself <laughs> of agreeable interesting people and that's my like yourself yes <laughs> no no I just more mean like come to me imagine if you came to me with a real problem I'd be like oh god I'm not qualified oh wait I am <laughs> be desperate
0: no you'd actually be like that's not a real problem I don't know it's a lot of responsibility go on if you go on anyway seriously.
3: Anyway, and at the end, she's like, "Okay, so here are your results. Here are your, you know, numerical reasoning. Your there's strategic versus tactical reasoning. And then she's like, and then you know, here are kind of your higher, most highly indexing areas of kind of emotional reasoning. Blah blah blah. Right? Because it's all very positive. Through it all, there's a very strong sense of self-effacement. Goes, so you know that's something you should really keep an eye on. I was like, oh, I think that's very Irish. And She's like, No, no, you know, and as a non-Irish person, like." She just did not get it, and like there, Mm. it could be true that there also is an you know an element of that. But I think it's much stronger by dint of where you come from, what your background is. Like, it is not acceptable in the same way, yeah, or certainly wasn't twenty years ago, right? To say like to be so. Who, I mean, I met with um, I met with a, somebody the other day who's married to an Irishman. She is an executive coach. And she was like, uh, she's like, you're going to need to get better at promoting yourself. She goes, you're not in Ireland anymore. And I'm like, I know, I haven't been for my entire career. She goes, yeah, but like, it's hard. You can't knock mm. that out of yourself, right? But I remember when I moved here as well and everybody, the first thing they'd say was like, hi, I'm, you know, I'm Bob, what do you do? And I was, I, 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 I see that now on TV shows, right? Like that it's a lot more common even in Ireland or England, mm-hmm. what yeah. you do. Yeah, you know? yeah. But when I moved here, that was, so weird for me. And I remember Julia and myself, we were like, this is weird. Like, why does it matter what we do? Yeah. You know, and it was just a weird, like, here's what I do. And everybody kind of values themselves based on their job or their, their stature mm-hmm. in the society versus, like, here's who I am. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Anyway, that, that's good. So you're going to go back to therapy.
1: Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall.
2: Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.
1: A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's.
0: What I'm else? gonna go back to therapy. Oh yeah, the other thing is, I was thinking about this the other day. About well, I was thinking about how I was feeling towards the end of the year. And I think towards the end of the year, I start to feel a bit sad, and I start to feel a bit like, oh, I didn't achieve this, and I didn't achieve that. And I feel, I feel a bit like, even though I a lot of things in my life are in a place where I'm really happy with them, like I'm I'm really happy with my relationship, and I'm really happy with my baby, and those are the things that should matter. On the other hand, I'm like, I feel like work wise, I haven't like I feel like a bit of a failure, like I haven't achieved what I thought I would achieve or what I wanted to achieve. And I was I was imagining right if I was my own friend and I turned up or or just like, like we met for coffee, right? And I was like, you know, like, how are you feeling for the end of the year? And my friend said to me, oh, I'm feeling like a failure and I'm feeling like I didn't do this and I didn't do this. I literally would be like, oh my God, don't be ridiculous. You did this and you did this and you're great and come in and have a cup of tea and I'll give you a hug. And I was like, I need to do more of that for myself. I need to make myself a cup of tea and give myself a hug. And you know what I mean? Kind of like, not allow myself to kind of get down this spiral of like this isn't the way I wanted to be and this isn't and I haven't done this and I haven't done that and basically I need to be my own best friend in the way that I would if a friend of mine turned up at my door and was really upset and like I just feel shit and I feel like you know nothing's going the way I wanted it to be I'd be so nice to them and I need to be nice to myself to that end I'm giving up on plants because I feel like plants oh. are a big area in my life that I feel like a failure and I feel like Well, as I said to you you the other day, right before I toppled my plant over on top of itself, I was like, I just keep killing the plants in my house and then I feel bad about it. And I look at them and they remind me of how I'm failing my plants. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm not a plant, I'm giving up on the plants. I want to be a plant person. Maybe I'll buy some nice fake plants.
3: I think your plants look very nice.
0: Oh, no, they're all crunchy. Do you remember that time you came over and you carefully operation style (laughs) cut off all the brown bits off my plant?
3: Yeah, and for a lot of brown bits. Now?
0: No, it looks shit and the, the edges of it are all curling. Oh. I know. They're all they're all crispy. Mm-hmm. I just need to give up on the plants.
3: It's hard. It's hard, but they're very nice and they make your house very soft.
0: I know, but that's why I feel like maybe I just need to invest in a few slightly expensive, <sighs> real looking fake plants. I mean, I, I hate fake plants.
3: Right? I hate them too. I mean I, like, I mean, I liked my fake peonies for a little while. I only had them because, again, like you, it's like I had fresh flowers and the kids would knock them over mm-hmm. or do whatever. I'm like, this isn't worth it, right? So, and Don claims to be allergic to them. I think he actually is right to the pollen, But anyway, so I got the fake peonies and they were great for a year or two and they were expensive. But now the like fake water is turning yellow.
0: Yeah, and they do get a bit dusty and then they're hard oh, to clean. aren't once they? Once they have
3: dust on them, I hate them, right? So that's the whole thing. Once they have dust on them, like I can't even pretend, you know, going back to this, something you said there about being, your, you know, being as nice to yourself as you would be to your friend. A hundred percent, right? But like that's, of course, we all do that, right? We yeah. all are much more critical. You look desperate. Oh, look at the seat in this dress. That's why I mean, me with the one arm, with the one shoulder top. The like, one arm, the one arm. Well, what was one arm top? The one arm man. Me with the one shoulder top, like, oh, it looks desperate. The chub under your armpit. I'm like, sure atrocious. it looked lovely. I'm sure it did, right? But like, also, I'm not a size eight or a size. You know what I mean? Not that everything is about is about being skinny, but like. I mean, I, I bought it based on a model who was a very full figured model and looked great. Yeah, yeah, But I was more like, who do I think I am wearing this one shoulder dress down to eat some turkey? I know, you know I know. I, mean?
0: I look, I mean, I look at people the same size as me wearing the clothes I'd like to wear and I go, they look great. And then I try it on and I'm like, ugh. I think
3: it was repulsive. more about the destination. I was like, who do I think I am going down to my four kids? Although I did go down, <laughs> when I went, I'd still put on a dress and went down. And, and one of my kids goes,
0: where are you going? Just Bo? Like,
3: oh, no, Nash, where are you going? I'm like, Nowhere. It's Christmas Day. I'm staying here with you. He's like, Oh, you're just all dressed up. I'm like, I get fucking dressed up frequently. Well, anyway- sorry. S-
0: speaking of kids, Finn says to Brandon, so Finn walks into the room yesterday. Brandon and I are sitting at the table, turns to Brandon, and he goes, What did Rosemary do to her hair? Right? I'm sitting across the table from him. Brandon goes, Oh, yeah, she got it done. And he goes, Is her hair going to be like that forever? And Brandon goes, uh I don't know. And I said, Well, yeah, like, you know, it's permanent, but you know, I might change it. And I said, Do you not like it? And he goes, No.
3: well I mean it's better remember the time I got the fringe from the same hairdresser came in the back door both the kids who opened the door just fell around the place laughing right and like they're seven and six so it wasn't even It was just like purely mom looks hysterical
0: I mean I think it would have been better if he laughed rather than like
3: oh well then they all told me they didn't like it so you're fine Mm -mm. so anyway going back to your thing about being nice to yourself I bought so a friend slash colleague of mine is moving on from this industry right is like Mm -hmm. leaving his job and going to a different role and I heard about on the Financial Times podcast working it which is actually really good i like it's only about 18 minutes long and i like they interview different people about work topics and just behavioral topics like there was work from home there was what's the value of hr like i think they have interesting topics and then they did financial times does a business book of the year award every year obviously and they're based it's interesting because it's not so much like self helpy business books Mm -hmm. but more like very narrative books on the history of why things okay so i think the winner this year was something about like the history of the computer chip and the importance of the computer chip and how like everything now has a chip in it and how that came to pass etc the war of the computer chip and they recommended a couple of additional books and one of them was called Changing Gears I can't remember the name of the author and it was about when you move from retirement to you know your next adventure I remember dad had a desperate time during retirement remember he was a demon which mom now denies he was an absolute demon even though he was looking forward to retiring I think he missed like it was such a he found it hard Yeah, he found the transition really hard Anyway, I mean, this this guy is not going to actually retire. I think he's going to go and do something else. But in that moment, like, how do you, you know, how do you change? How do you adapt? How do you like navigate that? And this book and I flicked through it and I'm like, maybe I'll buy myself a copy because it was more about transitioning from one role to another. That's it. Yeah. John Hall and John, Jan Stokes, Jan Hall
0: and Jan, John Stokes. Jan Hall and John Stokes. John Hall
3: and John Stokes. And it's pretty like it's not a super big tome or anything. But when I read through a couple of parts, of it was like, think about What you know, it's like a bit like what you're talking about. It was like, what really matters to you? What do you really value? Like, what makes you happy? You know, and I was going, this could be a good exercise to do at any point Mm. in your life. Not even your career, but in your life. Like what what do you want your next year to be like? Versus, you know, a lot of things might stay the same because like in anybody's life, even if you retire, a lot of things still stay the same. Your life, you know, your partner is probably still the same. Your family still the same. Your home may be the same, Mm -hmm. but you're changing. Yeah. Um. So I thought I might give it a read. It seemed interesting and it seemed much more supportive, like much more kind of thought provoking yeah. than I was expecting it to be more like, you know, be prepared for this, be prepared for that. It was more like, what do you want it to be?
0: Yeah, yeah. More so, contemplative. Yeah. What are your goals other than to get on the rower?
3: Oh, to sleep.
0: Oh, yeah. To get yeah, more yeah. balance in my life. What are you going to do? Like, do you have any things in mind for helping your sleep? Probably
3: less alcohol less glasses of wine at night no probably just a bit more like less cups of coffee and tea you know mm. after six o'clock or after four o'clock just you know baths making time for kind of things that relax me at the end of the day like I said no tv in bed that's another one yeah I'm gonna get that lamp I'm gonna read my book I'm gonna journal get those thoughts out of my head I think very often I wake up in the middle of the night with my mind racing yeah, and yeah. instead and I do find it helpful when I sit up and actually write them down and get them out of my head Because the next like otherwise I lie in bed thinking like I draft long emails, you know, I do all these things that if I just sat up and did them like it's annoying and it's, you know, disruptive, but it's also 15 minutes and then I can go back to sleep Mm. versus otherwise I lie awake for three hours. Yeah, I know what you mean. Not writing it down, but still thinking about it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I had a dream the other night that Brandon's dad set up a not for profit doggy daycare Mm. uh, to facilitate people who would like to foster dogs, but can't because they have full time jobs. And then I was like, you need to do this. The other day I was like, I'll help you when you retire you need to set up a not-for-profit doggy daycare like in association with Humane Fort Wayne or with Fort Wayne Animal Care Control or whatever. I was like because I'm sure like they're always looking for people to foster dogs but I'm sure loads of people can't foster puppies because they have full-time jobs. I'm like then if you could then be the person minding the dogs during the day and then they could foster them. Is there no
3: doggy daycare in in Fort Wayne?
0: There are doggy daycares but there aren't any that are free. So I'm like for people who couldn't afford doggy day you know what I mean? For people who want to foster dogs to help out the shelters but can't because they have full-time jobs then they could do it if they had somewhere to send the dogs during the day.
3: And how do you run, how do you make money doing this? Not I mean like how do you keep it how do you keep it running? I don't mean I got I got heard the not for profit part.
0: Well, I mean obviously you just try and get funding. Or I was thinking you could do it half not for not for profit and half paid. So for every for oh. every daycare space you offer, maybe it's slightly more expensive, but you know that like the people who are sending their dogs there are helping to support another dog. Oh. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. So I was like
0: something like that because because he loves dogs. Yeah, yeah. And then he was like He's like, I like that idea because he's such a deep voice. I like that idea; it sounds better than my current job. Oh, kind of thing. I like the fact that you're <laughs> dreaming about American somebody accent. else's
3: career, worrying about your own in, the, in your
0: in your waking hours. <laughs> yeah, I have no good ideas for myself. I had friend. a great
3: idea for us. Oh, I'll tell you what mine is. We're going to write a book.
0: Well, this is now very upsetting to me because I promised you several weeks ago that I would write that I would write your book. Yeah, but I meant your business you book. You are going to write that for me. I'm not writing two books for you. Yes, you, you
3: absolutely are. Oh
0: my god! And then anyway, so so I was like. I, I will write your book for you. And I meant like, you know, yeah. like how I got to where I am, business, yeah, the business of fashion, yeah. being like like a woman in the great. business we're world, blah, blah, blah. That. And then she comes back to me the next day and she's like, I had a great
3: idea for a oh. fiction
0: book. It's going to be about this.
3: No, no, no. I had a dream. Oh, yeah, I had sorry. a full dream about what sorry. this book was going to be. And it was. I literally woke up and went, finally, a full, excellent dream that makes sense when I'm awake and is a brilliant idea and we're going to write it. And I said we'd get the first draft done by March. And actually, I was thinking that tonight we do a couple of brainstorming sessions on it. Tonight. Tonight. January 1st.
0: I'll be on my Peloton. After that. And <laughs> you're relaxing. You can just be on the phone. That doesn't sound listening. relaxing.
3: Yes, it's going to be great. We are going to have a ball. You know what
0: I wish? I would love to have lived in the day when journalists like called up and had a copywriter to write down their pieces for them. Do you know what I mean? They just like recounted them on the phone. You've got a had computer to do it. that. I
3: literally told you you should dictate oh, to your Oh, no, computer. I don't like
0: that. I don't know why. I don't What oh. difference
3: does it make? you the need, some, do you need somebody there to like yes. validate you?
0: Yes, and I need somebody to go, do you mean that? And I'll be like, no, no, no. Rewrite I will that. happily do that. You oh, God. No, I need somebody I'll else. It. I'll edit it for you. Somebody else. <laughs> well, I think we've really covered everything. You know what, though? I, like What I want people to take from this episode is Beatrice fancies herself as the world's best psychotherapist oh, slash no 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 writer consulter slash
3: absolutely not no I'm only joking absolutely you know what I was thinking though I also do want to make sure that I spend more time a little bit more time this year with each of my kids individually because That's they're hard, all isn't getting it? to yeah they're all getting to an age though where they need very different things or different ages and they're very and they appreciate that time so much. But I will not make the mistake of proclaiming it out loud. Oh, no. Then it became like an absolute torture. So I started this in like November. It becomes a we'll noose a, then. Yeah, I was like, we'll have a, a date, you know, so coffee out with mom, whatever. And then it was like, uh, it's my turn. It's my turn. Yeah. You had three hours and I only had two. You got a coffee board
0: for you and I got nothing. I oh, like, my oh, my God. I bought a frappuccino for Finn one day because I went to pick up the groceries or something and he said he'd come with me. So on the way back, I got him a frappuccino. Well, if this Frappuccino was not being held over me by William for the rest of my life. Yeah.
3: Well also and also like listen, they can't lie and they can't keep secrets. I go, do not tell your brother you had a McDonald's. Oh my God.
0: But also anytime I say that, that like they think it's they they seem to think of it as a challenge. I'm like, listen, don't mention that to William. They come in, William, I had a Frappuccino and then they look at me like, (laughs)
3: like,
0: I'm gonna murder
3: you. You're like, that's it, last Frappuccino you'll ever have.
0: Anyway, yeah, I think in twenty twenty three we should all Think of ourselves as friends who show up on our door and think, how would we, how would we treat that friend? Extend a hand, make a cup of tea, give them a hug. That's what I'm trying to do to myself. You know what I mean? Be kinder, be more loving, make myself more cups of tea.
3: And how can we be kinder to the people that we live with and the people that we love? Genuinely. I mean, I actually think that friend on the doorstep should probably tell me sometimes you're being a bit mean right now.
0: I'll happily do that for you. You don't though. But I you don't Ooh. you let it
3: build up and then you tell me when you're really pissed off and then it's too late so like I just need that person to go hey you could be a little bit nicer to Don don't worry about Rosemary she's fine she can take it
0: <laughs> happy new <laughs> year thank you all so much for joining us on another year of Not Without My Sister oh yeah, thanks a lot our what is this our who'd to thunk it our fourth year of Not Without My Sister what? we started it in 2020 that was year one 2021 was year two 2022 was year three and this is year four
3: this is 2023 Rosemary
0: Yes, it is year four. We started in zero. That was one. 2021 was year two. I don't
3: think we started in 2021. We
0: started. We, no, no, we started during the pandemic. I mean, I, I think it was like August of 2020, Stop wasn't it? Stop pointing
3: at me. What? Stop pointing at me. I'm not...
0: <sighs>
3: so we've done two... Two, <laughs> two and a half years then. Not four years. That's this, correct. No. Yeah. End of 2020. 2021, 2022. Now we're in 2023.
0: Yeah, why did you put your finger back down? So 2023 will be our fourth, like August of 2023 we'll will begin our fourth year of Not Without My Sister. Yeah,
3: but we're now in January. So I'm saying we're two and three months in two years and three oh, months fine. This, right? Like we haven't even done three years yet.
0: <sighs> Thank you for joining nice us for minutes. another year of yeah. Not Without My Sister. For, for everybody needs a sister like me to just correct your every single, single thing needs you a say. a sister
3: like Rosemary who exaggerates every single accomplishment that you have. Listen, that's actually great. You should do that for yourself. I exa- What? Like we're we're we've done two and a half oh. we haven't even done two and a half years of our podcast and you're like, we're on year four. You should do that for everything. And now you're saying you're too modest about yourself. You need I to do that. Never
0: said. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Thank happy, you for listening. Happy New Year. Oh, happy new year. On our Patreon, we're gonna be talking about Nepo babies, nepotism and how it makes the Irish business world go around. Join us on Patreon.com/slash/notwithoutmysister for I think it's five dollars, six dollars a month, five dollars a month, and you will not regret it. You'll get an extra episode each every week, and you'll get to support the podcast. Bye, bye. Not without my sister is produced by Liam Garrity. Sound and original music by Don Kirkland, and our original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen.
3: Oh God! Back in, back in, quick.
1: Her Dadai, says Petrified captures listeners' attention from the get-go. It won't open. Reeling them in for a deeply unsettling ride before delivering on some serious scares. When you call the dead back, they are angry and they are lost
3: and they are hungry. Petrified, the award-winning horror drama returns with a cast including Cecil Baldwin and Larry Fessenden.
2: Is that Robert? I smelled death, the stench
1: of wrath. Petrified, an all-new season of tales from a darker Ireland begins January 11th wherever you listen to podcasts. What am I doing?
0: Just... Let's end this.